here it is. Hey everyone, how's it going? So uh, I saw a bunch of you guys were on early. I thought I'd pop on early. See what's uh, see what's going on. It's uh two thirty, so we're thirty minutes early. But uh, how's it going? Stop that. <laughs> uh, let's see. Chris is saying hey. Leland's good afternoon. Nick saying hey. Ed Bailey saying Merry Christmas. Mike saying he fi finally, Michael saying he finally caught me live. Uh, Ben's good evening from Denmark. Got a good, John's from Boston. Good evening from Boston. Hello, Alex is uh, from the Netherlands. It's awesome. So uh, I figured there's a lot to cover. Uh, we have a big holiday weekend. And so I figured uh, we would uh, maybe do a little longer than normal one. Instead of doing a one hour, we'll probably do this one as a one hour and 30 minutes, 30 minutes early. So anyone who comes at three o'clock, they're not going to miss anything. Uh, we'll still get an hour after that. Um, so let's talk about uh, David also his first time live. Awesome. I'm glad. So as you guys see, uh, I laid out the room a little differently. This is the new camera. Uh, with the uh, correction, so it looks fine. I think maybe if you guys have suggestions on that, we can change anything. So, and we're gonna do something uh, I think crazy today. <laughs> I think I mentioned that in the notes, right? Um, let's do this real quick since I'm here and we have the camera. Hold on a second, I just want to do something real fast. Um, I want to take this down a notch. Is that better? Maybe not so washed out. Hopefully that's better. Okay. Um, we got Peter from Scotland. Um, I already said the Bronx. Hey, we got greetings from Tucson all the way to Tucson. <laughs> if you guys don't know, Tucson's like maybe two hours from where I live. So hello, man says, hi, buddy. Hi, hi, hello, man. Uh, 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 Bellin saying, I see the flies back on the wall. Yeah, I was playing the Parker um, right there. I have I have two matching Parkers. So holy, holy moly. I just got a crazy super chat from Pasmalo67. Happy holidays and thanks for the great content. Thank, thank you very much. Uh, and, and uh, that'll segue us into some cool stuff. Here's what I was thinking about doing today. Uh, I was thinking we should all buy a pedal today. <laughs> and I'm not kidding. Uh, as a community, we'll buy a pedal and I'll review it because I want to tell you some exciting things I think I've been working on and I think uh, we're going to have some more fun. I want 2018. These is, there's going to be two live streams, one today and then one before the end of the year. And then we're in 2018. And I want 2018 to blow 2017 away. And uh, so I, I'm going to use you guys to help me do that. So, uh, so again, thank you guys so much. And thank you again, uh, Pesmalo. Uh, I hope I'm saying that right. It's a, it looks like Pes, Pesmalo67. So thank you so much again. Um, howdy from DC. So let's see what we're going on. We'll do some questions. We'll do some talking. It's going to be a little mix up today for, for fun. So um, let's see what we have going on. You know, Kurt's got a great question and it's a good discussion point. He, he says, hey, Phil, uh, you know, uh, the Satin Gibson uh, SG or the Epiphone. And that's a discussion. That's an interesting one for, for, for everyone. I am... Um, I have, um, I like owning a Gibson 
over an Epiphone. It's just a cool thing. But me, you know, sometimes I don't know if a stripped down Gibson is better than a fully loaded Epiphone. Does that make sense? I've said this publicly many times. I'm not a big fan of the shape of the Epiphone headstock. I prefer the Gibson headstock. So I, I, I have personally bought a lot of the Gibson satin guitars thinking, you know, hey, this is it for me. This feels good. And I think, I, I think I'm happy with it. But sometimes when I pick up Epiphones, I like having those feature sets. Um, I could tell you where I'm at with this. I plan in 2018 to, to – I've been talking about buying an SG for years and saying how I, I can't find the right SG. I can't find it. I think I've decided for me I'm going to buy an Epiphone SG. I want an SG. It's a guitar I know I'm not going to play very much. I'm really not excited when I play the inexpensive SGs. Not because they're not good, just because they don't excite me. And when I look at the SGs I like that are Gibsons, they're $1,500, and I just don't feel like I want to spend that. So I've been looking to use, and I've decided I'm probably going to go for an Epiphone. So that's where I am at. Um, <laughs> uh, hold on, where to go? Uh, man, I'm going to say the Magical Force the magical force 36 two dollars for the pedal purchase money oh yeah i appreciate that but we don't need to raise money for the pedal thing i just thought it'd be fun um and i'll wait until we hit like the peak of when we're all here and um i'll, I'll i'm gonna say it now and then i'll keep reiterating it through the show what i want to do is i actually can screen share with you guys i can show you guys what i'm looking at i think we're gonna go to sweetwater.com i'd like to point out one time that i'm not affiliated with sweetwater.com they don't pay me i'm not endorsed i don't have an affiliate program nothing i just sh shop there a lot um and um so, because uh, I have a card with them and I'm just used to buying from them. And I, uh, so I'm saying today, what I think we'll do is we're going to pick out a pedal and I'll, I'll, I'll buy it and we'll, we'll review it within a budget. I'm thinking about 250 is the height of the budget though. So I think we can find a good pedal or maybe if we want to buy a couple of inexpensive pedals. Uh, Alex says, I have a G400 Pro Epi. It's not bad at all. I like playing it. Yeah. Well, you know, if you guys saw the Sharpen My Axe thing, um, there's actually in that five uh, videos that are coming out there's two epiphones and i was impressed with both the epiphones so that uh, that the guitar i did uh, the other day that i uploaded i really like the way it played um mike page says i prefer gibson too but i'll buy oh, don't want to drop uh i'll buy the epiphone first to see if i really like the guitar if i like it a lot i'll go for gibson you know i'll tell you my personal thing and this is where i've come come to this conclusion okay i i do not trust certain brands as much as others. So let me give you an example. I really trust as a whole, for me, a lot of the higher-end Ibanez guitars. A lot of, I, I trust Sir. I trust uh, Paul Reed Smith. I trust all the American Fender stuff for the most part. I trust the consistency of it. That, you know, if I if I, if I I played one before and I ordered one online, I'll get something reminiscent of what I have. Gibson's a little hit or miss for me, and it's not a, not a bad thing. I'm not bashing their QC or anything. I'm just saying sometimes they don't, you know, they don't feel the same way. They sh they're they're just different. There's a so what I find uh, sad when I go to my stores, when I go to stores to look at Gibsons, there's so much more Epiphone selection. And I know you guys are gonna like, well, that's because they're less price. But to me, it's like, well, it doesn't matter if they're less price. The idea that I could pick up five Gibson Les Pauls and try to pick the one out of five versus pick up fifty Epiphones, I, I think I'll find in a great Epiphone by looking at it. Um, yeah, the guitar hangout says reverb is now has an album selling site. Yeah. I think I saw something about that announcement. So that's cool. Right. Uh, as reverb takes over the world, which is fine by me. They, they've done me right. Every time I purchased through them. Uh, here's a quick question. BC rich 581 says, Phil, 
why is it I've never seen you play a Rick or any hollow body guitars? Is it the playability issue or just a uh, based on aesthetics? Okay, well, Rickenbackers, I, I actually owned one Rickenbacker for a short time. I did not enjoy the neck. It's too small. I have some big paws, and it just it was too small for my hand. The spacing is tight. The neck is kind of small. It was a great guitar. The quality was cool. It was look cool. Mine was like blue, which you never see. Um, but uh, that being said, that's why. Uh, hollow bodies, I own four hollow bodies, and I play them pretty regularly. You just don't see them in this room. And I'll be honest, the main reason I don't play them in this room when I do the videos is because I hang them on the wall. They kind of hang low to the, to the pedal shelf, so I tend to hang them in the other room. Um, but I have, um, I have a, well, maybe I have more than four. I have a Hagstrom hollow body jazz guitar that I really like. It's one of the more expensive ones, but it's a nice one. I have a uh, uh, semi-hollows. I have three semi-hollow guitars. Um, I have a hollow body Gretsch Japanese, a hollow body Gretsch Korean, and a hollow body Gretsch um, uh, made in China or Indonesia. So I have all three of those. And the thought process when I got those was, was I was going to keep one, and I just haven't, you know, pulled done it like I was supposed to. <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm thinking of my wife right now going, I thought you said you are going to get rid of one of those when you got one. And I'm like, yeah, I think I did say that. Um so, so, okay, so here's a good one. Uh, the question is, or the comment, which I like, and I'm trying to pin this. The question is, have you ever heard of Thin the Herd guitar, guitars from Austin, Texas? They make custom American built affordable guitars. Their tellies look great. No, I haven't, but I, now they mention it, I'll, I'll timestamp it so I can see it. Last week, I was timestamped it late. This week, when will be late, too. It's 24 hours later. It won't be directly afterwards. The problem is, is I promised you guys I wouldn't not come on on, on uh, the 3 o'clock time frame on Fridays. So to make that time frame every time, sometimes I have to make concessions in my life and other time frames. So sometimes, like today, right after the show, I, I got to leave, and I won't be back for a couple hours because uh, I have to meet some, some people. So, um, you know, that's just how that works. Okay. Um. Oh, okay. So MGM661 says, my wild audio plays great. Why don't you like them? Um, you know, it's funny. I'm glad you said that you have one. You like it. You know, when I talk to everybody, everybody I talk to says they don't like them. Me, though, everyone I picked up, I've never really picked up and played one. When I pick them up, they're always really heavy. And I'm not a really, like my Les Paul right there, is about 10 pounds, 10 and a half pounds, maybe 11, whatever I'm trying to point out right there. You get that, that that's about 11 pounds. Uh, and, and it's, it's pretty heavy. So I'm not a big fan of that, but you know, cause I have, a, so that's why the, uh, the wild other guitars were heavy, but I'm glad you say you like them, you know, cause I think that we keep hearing that they're, you know, people aren't liking them. I, I, so, and it's even more powerful to me that you say you own one. Cause I keep hearing people say, I played them in the store. I like them. So I would imagine they got to be good. They're made in Korea, right? They're 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 made in World Manufacturing's factory. Justin maybe says Merry Christmas. Any plans on trying? I don't even know how to say that. Balagir guitars? Am I saying that wrong? What's wrong with me? Balagir? Balagir? I never heard of them. B. I'm gonna put the spelling so I know for the index. B L A G U E R. So I will, Justin. I will check them out. So. Um, BB Ninja can't hang, so he's got to go. That's okay. It replays, and you can watch it later at your own time, and especially after I timestamp them. It's a good time to mention everybody. I do timestamp these, so if you're watching this in the replay, 
um, you'll see that in the index in the notes, there's uh, the highlights of the of the of the live show have been indexed with timestamps, and so you guys can quickly go to anything that's, you know, I understand not everybody can watch these, and um, and but sometimes you're interested in what happened to highlights, so. So, okay, um, it's weird to me that for some reason I can't pin today. Oh, maybe this is it. Yeah, there it goes. So I learned to pin these comments. You guys have a lot today. It seems like there's a lot of questions coming. Okay. Okay, and it says, how come, whoops, where's it at? Somebody put, how come... Let me get to it. I don't want to lose it. I know I'm jumping around, but this is... We're on early right now because of that fact that we're kind of... I knew we'd be working out some kinks. All right. I can't find it. Somebody was asking about the... Sorry, I'm quiet, guys. I'm just trying to catch up. Oh, here's a good, a good, good one. Um, Alan says, "Why do some premium brands have such bad resale value?" And the question mark, and then Music Man question mark. You know, uh, I think most brands don't have. Well, let's put this into two categories first. Guitars as a whole have great resale value. Okay. Comparatively to a lot of other things, and not just technology stuff, a lot of things, even sports equipment, guitars have great resale value. Um, if you have a guitar, it's worth something. Even this, a broken guitar has value, right? A broken guitar is worth something for parts. Um, so they do hold value. But let, to be honest with you, very few ex exceptions, other very with very few exceptions, only Fender and Gibson hold the most value. That's who, who gets the kind of hold that keeps the majority of their value base. Everyone else gets lucky, you know, like there's an Ibanez that's valuable or there's a certain guitar that's valuable. But the truth is most people don't. And the more expensive the guitars, the less they hold that value because there's a degraded return on that. So, um, so to answer your question, uh, why did you know, some good brands names don't hold value. It's just because they don't. But also, you know, there's a lot of talk about the fact that there's too much product and not enough demand out there. And, you know, the problem is there's no history to, to go to. There's no way of looking back 10 years ago, 20 years ago, the world didn't look like it did 20 years ago. 20 years ago, we don't buy instruments the way we did. So it's hard to say there's more used or less used. Uh, the only thing we do know is there's access to more used stuff. There's access to more everything now. So so to, to answer the question fully, it's most brands don't. So it's not really any, it's not just brand names and non-brand names. Um, Ian says, have you ever tried an Iron Gear pickups? I haven't. I just picked up some for my Squire Mustang. I love the way they sound. Iron Gear, cool. Interesting. I'm actually looking for unique pickups. Um, the... There's 470 of us, so I'll start talking about some of the stuff, and it's close enough to three. I just don't want to, like I said, I, I know I'm on early. You guys are kind of on the pre-show. This is the the pre-show of the of the three o'clock show. But uh, let's talk about a couple things. Uh, first, um, uh, let's do. Um, I'm trying to debate if I want to do this now or at three o'clock. 
Let's do it now. First, I want to thank Pedal Fusion for sending me some shirts. If you guys don't know who Pedal Fusion is, it's a great channel. Um, they review pedals. He reviews pedals. Uh, and it's a fantastic, and I'll index it uh, when the timestamp it to check out his channel. He was at GitCon. Great, great guy. He uh, did an interview with me. It's on his channel if you want to watch it. And uh, I did a snapshot of that interview on my channel a while back. So I just want to point that out and thank him for the T-shirt, of course. Um, and uh, and uh, so there's that. The second thing is, um, Je you know what? And I got sidetracked now. But Jeff York says, Phil, do you know if Parker Guitars are coming back? You know, they keep saying they're coming back. I've been saying for a year and a half that they're not because of everybody I know in the industry is telling me they're not. I really think they're they're not as a whole. But we'll see. We're going to know in a month if they're not at NAMM show, they're probably not coming out. So I would imagine they'll precursor anything. So at the NAMM show, that'll be something I'll take a note and go to. But it's not looking too good. I don't think a whole lot of companies that shelve brands right now are finding a whole lot of opportunity to bring those brands back. I think once you kind of put it out of the mind of the consumer, the market is so full and there's so many products now, uh, so many good products that it's hard to bring products back and start from scratch. And at this point, Parker has to start from scratch. I don't know what brand reputation they would be building on. So, so there's, there's that point too. Um, the question was, uh, is this sponsored? Are, are we going to announce the sponsors? I am at three o'clock. I'll start announcing the sponsors. So, cause again, the show is going to be three to four. This is just the precursor. Okay, so, um, hey, Phil, this is from Nick. I have a Boss ME50 effects processor. I use it. I use the input jack instead of the effects loop on my Fender Cyber Twin. Should I use an effects loop? Wait, so he's saying, I use the input jack instead of the effects loop on my Fender Cyber Twin. Should I use the effects loop instead? No, no, um, you know, you can run it through the front. The only thing is if you go into the effects loop, you could bypass the preamps on the Cyber Twin. But I, I would try it. See how you like the way it sounds. Me, I prefer probably front it into the amp the way you're doing it. But, you know, you might find that you like it just trying to use, because that ME50 has its own preamp in it, you know, preamp section. You can dial in a tone and just use that. Uh, is what they would call a slave. Use that Cyber Twin as a slave amp. Um, and there you go. You could actually probably on that Cyber Twin not even have to run it through, let's say, a, an effects loop. The effects return, you might be able to just plug the output of that into the return of the effects loop of the Cyber Twin, bypass all the preamp section, go right to the power section. So it's your boss preamp, power section, right to speaker. And if you want to know what the benefit of that is, nothing, but you'd probably hear exactly what that pedal sounds like. It would just, it'd be amplifying that pedal unit. Me again, I would probably prefer running it through the preamp and the front end like the way you are. So I think the way you're running is the way I would run it. That helps. Um, Walls of Jericho says, hey, Phil, congrats on the great channel. Thank you. Uh, and greeting from Germany. What's your opinion on the Tele Deluxe in general? And, and the Shiftlet signature telecaster um i don't know but here's what's cool we got a new thing now so let's let's take a look at something okay so give me a second i'm gonna look at the shiftlet telecaster because i'm not familiar hmm is it am i missing something is it an artist guitar Yeah, shiftlet. I don't see it. Shiftlet. So to answer your question, I don't know, but I do like 
can tell you I like the uh, the Tele Deluxe. Oh, Chris Shiflet. Okay, I found it. So watch this, guys. Check this out. Let me do this real quick. Cool new, new kind of new thing. I can show you guys what I'm so seeing. So look at that. So we can go here and hold on a second. One more time. Here we are. That's what I want. Okay. So you guys should be seeing what I'm seeing. That's the, we're going to go to musician's friend and we're going to take a look at it because I'm not familiar with it. Obviously, he's an artist. Oh, he's the guitar player in the Foo Fighters. You know, and I, I'm a Foo Fighters fan, but I'm not a fan enough to know the members. You know, I know Dave Grohl and I've seen him live. This is cool. I'm not going to lie. This is neat. I like this dual humbuckers. I love the four knobs. I love this like shoreline gold. Oh, this is great. Um, you know, I think, to be honest with you, I've played one of these, but I thought it was black. And uh, uh, this artist, because I think it, I think the big deal is this comes with a case, right? Let's look at the specs. If I, I'll, I'll know if I'm right in a second because, where do you figure they got the? Does a musician's friend tell you the cool? Okay. All right. Hold on a second. We're looking to see anybody seeing case. No, that's their coverages. Really? Their overview kind of sucks. <laughs> they don't have a... Am I missing it? They don't have a specifications to tell us everything it comes with? Here it is. Features. Um, man, there's a lot... Not specified case. You know... You know... Just for the record... Let's go here. Let's. This is a real battle right now. We are going to see who's got the better site right now. Musician's Friend or Sweetwater. Okay. Copy, paste. Sorry, guys. I'm just curious. Okay. Um, well, I can already tell you this kind of sucks. I typed it in and it's not coming directly up. Yeah, it just pulls up every telly. Let's refine that search. Oh, well, Sweetwater doesn't seem to carry it. So I'm pretty sure I'm right. And it and it uh it comes with the case. So I think I like that guitar better. It just looks cool. So that helps. There you go. All right, next question. Um, oh, okay, yeah. So Nick says, Phil, the guitar does come in black if you look at the other side. Okay, good. I, I swear I played one of these and it was black and I was re remember thinking it was cool because it came with a case because I remember uh, the the guitar player who had it told me that the the, the Chris uh, Shiflet requests that it come with a case. So, uh, so there you go. That's what I thought I remember. Uh, guitar center sell it with case yeah see comes with case cool see that's kind of nice now we can look at stuff now we can get it a little bit more in depth and 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 stop trying to just rely on my memory i can do that and then also look um okay so now 
Yep, and one more confirmation. Marky said, according to Guitar Center's website, it comes with the case. That's what I remember when I played it. I remember liking it. I remember liking the way it played and sounded. Um, and I remember being shocked that it was came with the case because it's it's made in Mexico, and using the made in Mexico stuff uh, is either gig bag, no gig bag, but definitely not case. So, so okay. So uh, let's get into it's It's basically close enough to 3 o'clock, so we're going to... Uh, do something right after this question real quick from Jim. Jim uh, Lee said, a little something for the Chapman Fund. Merry Christmas and thanks for the great videos. Thank you. Um, and uh, the the Chapman Fund, uh, I appreciate. Like I said, we're still doing that. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to review an Indonesian Chapman guitar. To be honest with you, my hang-up, I actually found, I got everything done this week, but I, like I told you guys, I, did, I don't want to order it and I don't want anyone that I'm buying it from to know it might be me. So I'm having somebody else buy it and they were unavailable to do it when I needed them to do it. So there you go. Uh, so it'll get done. I'll probably get it done tomorrow. Um, or maybe not if any of the dealers are watching. Who knows if it will be me. Uh, hey, Phil, thoughts on Synergy amplification system over a real amp? You know, uh, that's a good question. My understanding, and I can't guarantee this, is I think um, I'll be reviewing Synergy, uh, those Synergy products in January. So... Um, as you guys know, a lot of us YouTubers that went to GitCon are now friends, and basically through that uh, relationships, um, I was asked if I would be interested in reviewing the Synergy stuff. As you guys can imagine, like you, I know very little about it. Uh, I know about some of its predecessor stuff, where it comes from. It comes from the lineage of the Bruce Egnator preamps, that, and, and it comes from the, where they license that to, to Randall Technologies. Um, these are supposed to be far superior. Um, one of my favorite guitar tones of all time is Ty Tabers from King's X. And he was a big uh, Eggnator uh, modular preamp guy. So the synergy is kind of in that vein. So uh, it's really, I'm really interested. So yes, uh, so we'll see what happens in January. Like I said, my understanding is I'm going to get access to that stuff. So I am curious. If you are curious, then we'll definitely, we'll definitely learn something together. So there you go. Okay, so the uh, it's basically three o'clock. So let me do a couple things. First, I want to uh, we'll start it officially. This is the official start of today's live stream, uh, and uh, let's start with the the easy stuff. I want to I want to give a shout out to the sponsors, uh, the people that make the live streams happen, and uh, and also thank them if you guys have been watching the videos for all the support to make the new videos that have higher quality and better audio and all that stuff. That was all. Uh, 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 part of that support group. So um, also I need to make two announcements of, uh, that are pretty exciting. First, let's talk about the sponsors. So the sponsors are uh, Jeff Howes, Bradulist, Zachary Rowe, Michael Newman, Bruce Garris, We Backtracks, John Jex, Michael Shy, Justin Mavey, and David Madison. Now I want to point out that David Madison and basically Jeff House, because he's right at it, but he's close enough, have hit a tier where um, what happens is as you become a patron member, as you support the channel, when you hit a tier, you get a custom made t-shirt. So both of them are going to get a custom made t-shirt. Um, I'm going to have that done in the next week or so. So it's it's kind of like if you guys saw where I did my t-shirts mixed with other channels, I'm going to do something cool uh, in, involving them and they'll have their own shirt. It won't be available to anybody else. It'll be just something they have. And maybe I'll make my myself one too and and uh you know promote it that way so i want to thank everybody um for doing that the other thing that's important to notice is that there's another group of uh, sponsors that are also helping the channel and that's uh lawrence uh, petros from petros pedals you know right um uh, design and petros designs as you guys all know him he also helps um 
doing the mediation on the live streams a lot of times. You guys know Lawrence. He's a great guy. Great pedals. Uh, Tim is uh, no last name, just like Cher. It's just Tim. Uh, John Levitt, uh, Space Jazz, Pedal Pal Effects, um, which is, uh, they're, uh, they're a great pedal. You saw I reviewed them. Um, and I'm reviewing the, their new pedal. They sent me the new one, which is a Plexi clone. And um, so I'm interested in that. I got to check it out yesterday and today. So that's something for next month. Uh, Ricky Robinson, Gary Marshall, Charles. Um, you know, I, I, I didn't get the pronunciation of the name. So I'm going to just say Charles for now. So I don't mess up his last name, but I'll email him and make sure I get the correct pronunciation. And then Chris Glaze and Dylan87. So I want to thank everybody uh, for sponsoring these uh, these live sh uh, shows and all the other things that they do. And uh, I, I, I want to thank you guys again for that. Okay, that all being said, uh, since everybody's joining us up now at 3 o'clock, we'll let you guys know what's going on. I thought it'd be fun to uh, do a community. Well, I'm going to buy a pedal today while we're on the show live. You guys are going to help me pick it out, and then I'll review it. So we'll, you know, we'll get a kind of a community thing going. So if you guys want to cheat already, I'm going to buy the pedal from uh, Sweetwater. So if you want to open up Sweetwater and go there, again, I'd like to point out, like I pointed out before, I'm not affiliated with Sweetwater. I'm not a sponsor of Sweetwater. I don't have an affiliate program. I get nothing from Sweetwater other than I give them their, my, my money just like you guys when I buy stuff from them. And uh, I, I just happen to buy from them pretty regularly. Um, so I pick them because uh, you got to pick somebody. All you got to do is go there and go to the guitar section where it says pedals, effects, and, um, you know, and I, I'm not going to spend more than $250 for a pedal. So uh, somebody says the Miku, right? Okay, cool. Right. Throw in suggestions. Uh, Thomas Deluxe, right? A good one. Earthquaker Devices Nightwire. Now make sure when you're suggesting to me, um, uh, please make sure that they carry it because, and it's in stock. <laughs> okay. Um, cause I'm going to click and buy it and we'll actually have that. We'll do it on the live show. So we'll know. Uh, <laughs> Lauren said, uh, the Miku rules, you know, it's so weird. I watch, uh, Mrs. Smith. If you guys know who that is, uh, amazing guitar player. And, uh, she uses the Miku, uh, and it's pretty cool. It's pretty funny, obviously. Okay. So, um, Mimics our dual carbon copy. So cool, right? So like I said, Wampler super, super Ego Comp. Wampler. Rainbow Machine. What's the Rainbow Machine? Now I got to look. <laughs> Guitars, guitar effects. Rainbow Machine. What, what is that? It's on categories, so I'd have to look. Does anyone know what it is? The uh, Wampler Paisley Drive. You know, that's a pedal I've been thinking about getting for a while. So you know. Uh, the Mimic. The Angry Driver. Oh, uh, yeah, JHS Angry Driver. That'd be a fun one. So, the Dirty Robot, Electro Harmox. Man, you guys really, JHS Angry Charlie. So, all right. The Rainbow Machine sucks. Well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> so, um, and if you guys want to see, here, let me show you. Here, I'm going to switch over so you guys can see. We'll just take a look. So, all right, I'm here. You can see what I'm looking at. Um, I can see you guys. And uh, tell me where to go. We'll just buy a pedal. Why not? Let's do it. Um, Digitech Drop. We got the EP Booster. Keely, you guys are... Okay, so the Rainbow Machine is a crazy noisemaker. Uh, 
Brina said, hi, hey, Brina, how's it going? I, I'm trying to respond to your text. I've just been crazy busy uh, and I'll, I'll text you tonight. The, um, it's the time of this year, the season. The Russian pickle, Paisley gets it. You know, I keep seeing Paisley again. That's another one. By the Miku. You know what? What would the Miku be under? Anyone know? I kind of don't like that Sweetwater does this by category by, because I'm like, what was what the Miku? What is the Miku? What is it? What is it? Is it a looper? No, it's not a harmony pedal. Flanger. Do they carry it? Can we just type it in? Wouldn't it be funny? There it is. In stock. All right. This is like a crane. <laughs> All right. Anyone? So give me the yays and nays. If I should I just click and buy this or we should we go keep looking? Um Miku is made by Korg. <laughs> You guys are going to make me buy the weirdest pedal. <laughs> so that's why I thought this would be fun. Never in a million years did I think you guys. Um, Ed Dennis says, buy a power supply. Ed, I probably got 10 uh, power supplies. Oh, my goodness. You guys are like, no, yes, no, 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 yay, no, no. There's no way I can. Uh, yes, no, no, no. A lot of no's. Okay, don't say yes or no. Then suggest something else. Because um, <laughs> that's too hard. There's too many. Um Paisley drive again. So it sounds like it'd be this or the Paisley drive. So does that sound good? This is the Paisley drive. Keep looking. Yeah, we don't have to decide right now. We have the whole channel, uh, the whole time. We can take questions and do stuff. So <laughs> there is so, yeah, maybe I didn't think this out. There's a lot of yeah, no's. A lot of no's. A lot of no's. Okay, so we won't do it. So, um, all right. So we'll hold off. Like I said, we're going to do it. We'll just, we'll wait until we write the, find the right one. So th start throwing some questions and maybe we can figure out a way. Uh, Angry Driver, Paisley again. So Paisley is definitely, I think the Angry Driver and the Paisley seem to be the two. You know what I mean? That seems like a good one, right? Those two. So <laughs> this is my, somebody said, this is your Sweetwater rep. Don't do it. I think my Sweetwater rep is, is uh, Brian. So if that helps, that I don't know. I think I'm pretty sure. Uh, okay. So, um, and if you guys got questions, let's do questions again. We don't have to, we're just going to do or buy a pedal before we go. So that way we kind of pick it out together. Um, and I thought it'd be fun to do a review based on what you guys as a community want to see. Um, what else? Uh, George got a question. Hey, Phil, do you think Gibson F phone has offered too many variants of the Les Paul? Has the mo model become diluted with too many options? Yeah, I feel that way. Uh, I like having all of the different, you know, versions and I like having all the different versions of the, uh, the strat and all that stuff. And I mean, you know, and I'm sure a lot of people, you know, here's the, here's the catch 22. I think there's too many versions. The sad thing is if you were to say, let's get rid of like 10 versions or so many versions, I bet you a lot of people who have those versions be like, no, not my version. So it's one of those things. Like once they open up that, you know, that can of worms, they're, they're stuck. So you know, which versions would you get rid of now? What if, what if Gibson, because in Gibson's history has been a little crazy. So what if Gibson goes, Hey, we're going to get rid of the standard Les Paul in the studio, but we're going to keep the, <laughs> the other weird models. Um, so yeah, too many versions, I think, but you know, uh, uh, Maddie had a question. He asked it earlier. It says, uh, hi, Phil. Have you ever checked out a Washburn, uh, the Par Parallax guitar range. I have played only one Parallax range uh, or guitar that made in Korea and it had the Evertune bridge on it. 
and it was really cool. The Evertune Bridge was really cool. Um, it was a little too metal looking for me, uh, too pointy, you know, the thing. Um, I thought it was cool. It just wasn't my vibe. It was my thing. Um, I, I'm too like strat oriented. I think the Ibanez RGs are already too kind of metal looking sometimes. Um, but I, I like the guitar on its on its merits. <laughs> so uh, Rista Plenty says, actually, yeah, he's going to order an, an, Octav an Octavix for himself. So... Oh, so here's a good uh, good comment. Somebody's saying, hey, get the Angry Charlie so you can compare it to the Freeman Dirty Shirley. See, that's a good question. Think about, you know, right, what we can compare stuff to. Comments on the Freeman Dirty Shirley Mini. Uh, like uh, whether or not they're going to make one or not. I haven't heard that. Um, what I've heard rumor-wise, which I, I actually know, but I can't tell you guys. I mean, I just can't. It's just, it's not, a, it's not I didn't sign anything, but it's just, courtesy is that there's a new pedal for the show but it's not a mini it's if anything it's a bigger pedal so bigger size wise so um and here's a question that can't be answered so i'm going to answer i try and answer it robin says what is the fair price for a 2013 prs custom 22 10 top merry christmas from alabama the fair price that is going to make everybody crazy. So here's what I think. First of all, 10 tops have very little help with reselling a guitar afterwards. I, I've, I've said this for years to many of the people. Think of this. I've sold a lot of PRSs to people, and I would not tell you anything different than I told the people I sold PRS to. If you sell a PRS with a 10 top, don't expect a lot of people to pay you what you paid for your 10 top version. The 10 top will help you sell it over some other non 10 top, but people will expect almost to pay the same. Uh, maybe a hundred dollars more for a 10 top, maybe, maybe, but most people know. So to factor that in the 10 top really isn't something that that's going to hold a lot of merit, um, for the price, uh, a PRS to me, a custom PRS like that, $1,500. I think that's what I see them for. Depends on the condition and the color. But so I'll give you a range. I've seen them as low as $1,300 and I've seen them as high as 24. So there you go. But I would imagine 15 is the fair, fair market on something like that. Um, Scott says, Hey, said to super chat says Keely dark side and EC's gift metal guitar question. Wait, Keely dark side. Okay. So that's your suggestion. And EC's gift metal guitar question. I got the first part. I've got lost on the second part. So hopefully we'll figure that out. Okay. Next question was. All right, Tony's got a good question. I like it. It says, uh, should I buy a Fender Mustang 1 for 60 bucks or should I buy a Boss Katana 50 new for 220? Well, Tony, I mean, here's the deal. If you're looking, the Mustang 1 is you're 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 talking I you're talking about the the Mustang 1, the the one that sells new for 119. It's not going to sound nearly as nice as the Katana 50 because the Katana 50 is a bigger amp. Physical in size, more features, newer technology. Uh, it's better sounding. So here's the deal. Really, this is the only way you can answer a question like that. I could tell you with all honesty, the Boss Katana is going to sound better than that Mustang. It's going to be a better sounding amp. It's probably going to last you longer on the idea that you'll keep it longer because you'll enjoy the amp longer. Um, however, uh, it's $160 more. So you have to decide you know, how much you want to keep your $160. Bucks. You can have an amp and be okay with it, keep $160, bucks, or you can pony up and get the better amp. 
There you go. But the answer to the question is, think about this. The best answer to the question is this. That Mustang is worth 50, 60 bucks and the Katana is worth $200. They are, they are priced what they are worth. So it's not like you're getting the Mustang at a smoking deal. That's what a, a used Mustang is worth, 50, 60 bucks. Um, the question, oh, happy. You know what? What a hop, Hoppy Strat 2 says, have you met Rob Chapman? Question mark. If so, oh man. Why did it just do that to me? It just, I had it pinned and it jumped. I am so sorry, Hoppy. Hold on, let me see if I can. Well, maybe I'll never, we'll never know what the second part of that question is. I am so sorry. Oh, here it is. Okay, have I met Rob Chapman? If so, are the rumors true about him being very arrogant? I have not met Rob Chapman. And so I don't know. Um, what I can tell you is the only uh, interaction I've had even close to Rob Chapman is one of uh, the people that worked with me uh, had my identifiers on their badge. And they told me, this is the story they told me, they told me when they were in the Schecter booth, Rob Chapman saw their the name badge, not recognized my channel, just recognized in the shop and stuff and, and said hi to him and talked to him. And they said it was very nice. So there you go. That's my, my, my thing. Um, there you go. Uh, but no, I haven't met him. I would imagine a channel this size, my size is off the radar. He probably doesn't even know I exist. So, um, okay. Chris Glaze. Hey, Phil, any thoughts on the Framus Pro series? I recently picked up a Framus um, Pro and, uh, and while I write, I'm debating returning it because I'm not sure it's worth the money. They are expensive. You know, I think I, I I'm always very upfront with everybody. I bought a Framus and I think this is clear. I hope it was. I bought a Framus because I went to Germany and I got to go to the Framus factory and I got to have a life-changing event. I, I literally met uh, a lot of friends. I became friends with a lot of people that do what I do for, a, you know, for, for, for a channel. And it was an experience. And that is going to be the momentous thing that I have forever in my life. Um, so that's why you, you have to rationalize your own decisions, you know, for a product. There are, and all my guitars, my, the Framus is one of the best built guitars I have, if not the best built guitar. But that doesn't mean it's the guitar I love the most. That doesn't always equate that way. I, I would still probably just take a, a Strat. You know, in fact, I'd probably take my Mexican Strat, the black one that I play a lot. My point in this, though, is, like I said, I like Framus. I like the quality. I like the guitar. But I didn't pick it just because of those reasons. I had I had uh, uh, outside factors, too. So if you're not attached to it, don't keep it. You know what I mean? This is, you know, guitars are great because they're emotional reactions. You know, the, the things that you do that are, that we all do that are, you know, silly and weird and dumb that we make their decisions like based on, you know, just, you know, cause we want it, uh, then go with your gut. If your gut says you're not feeling the vibe of it, I would move on because it's, you're not going to love it more having it. So Okay, Ed Bailey wants to know, hey, Phil, are there any amplifier, major amplifier brands still made in the USA or UK? Uh, my Ampeg is from Vietnam and my Orange is from China. Merry Christmas. Yeah, uh, yes. Yes and no. So here's the yes. Yes. There are tons of amp manufacturers still making amplifiers in the USA. Fender, uh, Mesa Boogie, um, uh, Rivera, 
uh, and then, you know, uh, you know, tons of small companies too. I mean, we just go on for days. However, you know, arguably, are they hundred percent made in the USA? No, almost all the components are coming from overseas. That's why, that's why this is a hard argument for amplifiers. A lot of the companies like let's pick on, uh, uh, Ampeg, uh, Ampeg was basically buying so much parts overseas that, and building them in the U S they're like, well, wait a minute, we're, we're just taking all these import parts and assembling in the U S. So the amp's expensive because of labor. We're going to the most expensive place for the labor. We're buying the cheapest parts, but using the most expensive labor. Um, so they decided to go to Vietnam. I'm not agreeing with that decision. I'm just explaining it. So my point is, is that even though there's American made amplifiers, uh, there still are going to be import components in them. I don't think anybody's a hundred percent, uh, hundred percent American parts in an amplifier anymore. So, and you know, and then, you know, I hate to say it, there's an argument out there, which is, which is hard to, to disparage, which is, you know, Mac, you know, Apple makes expensive stuff that works. If you're an anti-Mac, you know, person, I know there's an Apple PC thing out there. Please put your biases aside. You know, I understand that my Mac is overpriced if you think that way or if you don't. I'm not here to discuss that. I'm just explaining that the truth is whatever you say about Mac as a whole, they do last and they are made in China. So the argument is that you can make stuff that is durable, built construction wise in China. That's good. So that's so where a lot of amp manufacturers amp manufacturers are like, Hey, why don't we just go overseas and do it? You know, my personal thing is I'd like to see stuff made in the USA, but you know, I can't also argue with the world that's happening as we have it. Um, okay. All right. Uh, and Albert, uh, Alberto's like, aren't fenders mostly Mexico? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. The majority of stuff is made in Mexico. However, they still do make some in the U S they're made some in Corona, California. But yeah, yeah, most of it's mean. Well, but think about that logic. Uh, it's hard to say that. I mean, it's easy to say that. Think about this. Marshall's made in the UK, but the majority of it's also made in China, you know, because just like Fender, they make amps in the US, but majority it's made in Mexico or China, because think of this, all the Mustang stuff, all the uh, digital amps are made overseas. Um, Base amplifiers really have a problem making amps in the US because they use... Um, Class D power sections, and pretty much all the Class D power sections are made in Taiwan. So they, the core of the amp, the, the, the heart of the beast is made overseas. So a lot of them just said, okay, let's just make them over there. So. Okay, so Mike wants to know, hey, Phil, do you like or have you tried the, the Line 6 Helix? I know you're a pedal guy. Uh, I think the monitor have come a long way. I just want your thoughts uh on a specific Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, Mike. Um, I, I I have no problem with modelers. So, you know, I use the Line 6, uh, the the pod. I have it in the other room. I was playing it last night. I have one of those. So, in fact, I did an Instagram video uh, a couple months ago using it, and then so many people commented. They're like, oh, the tone is amazing. What was that? And it was just my Line 6 pod. Um, I like the pod. I think it's great. You know, you can pick them up for 50 to 100 bucks. Um, no, I like modeling. It's fine. I just like tinkering. So pedals are about tinkering. I think modeling is about getting a sound. You can get a great sound from a modeling system and gig with it or use it or record with it. It's really a, a one-stop shop. But it's, you know, I, I rather tinker with moving things and, and uh, what do they call it, tactile. I like to emerge myself in it more than I do like screens. And it's because like a lot of people now, I find myself in front of a screen all day. <laughs> so I tend to, when I'm 
want to decompress to my world, I don't want more screens. So that's my thing. And I'm not, I'm not, not disparaging that. I, I really like that stuff. I just, you know, sometimes I just want to, you know, pick up a pedal and plug it in and just hear it and play with it. It's just getting out of my head for a little while, you know? Um, okay. What's our next question? Uh, Winston's got a great question. Harley Benton versus Squire. Which one you, which should you, I buy? Well, this is a, a tough debate because here's why. I think the Squire's got better resale value. I think Squire makes great uh, quality, but obviously the Harley Benton's a lot cheaper. Those Harley Bentons are dirt cheap. Um, and you got to understand the appeal to Harley Benton. And again, this is kind of like the Framus thing, you know, right? The appeal is more tangible than just its brand and what it is. Harley Bentons are impressive because they're so ridiculously cheap. You know what I mean? We all know they can make a really good guitar for 300 bucks. I don't think anybody's shocked about that. If you pick up a $300 guitar and you go, this is amazing. How do they do it? We, we know how they do it. They've been doing it for years. But when I picked up Harley Bentons that were 150, even I was like, 150? Like, <laughs> how do you get to 150? Um, so Harley Bentons are not amazing guitars. They're just, it's just crazy that they can get good quality at such a low price point. Now, I have not played any of the three and $400 Harley Bentons. They did reach out to me and ask me if I wanted to review a bunch of Harley Bentons. Um, and I never got back to them. There was a ton of reasons for that, mainly because I was just trying to figure out what to do. You know, they're getting so much press from everybody and, you know, and they are good. I just didn't want, you know, I wanted to be as objective when I pulled them in. So, Dom says, glad to catch you finally live and Merry Christmas. Thank you, Dom. I appreciate that. Let's go to the uh, Mike says silver face fender amps are 100% made in USA. You know, I don't know. I have a silver face amp. I never looked. I thought it was made in Mexico. Oh, look. I don't I When I was in when I was in the factory last, the amps that I saw them making in the US were only just the hand-wired stuff. That's the only thing I saw them still building was just hand-wired stuff. Um, and that was about a year or two ago is when they were doing Clapton amps. So that was about two years ago. So um, uh, guy says, hey, Phil, I tried the Freeman Dirty Shirley Mini with matching cabinet. Loved it. What's the difference and similar similarities between the head and the combo? Uh, I did not like the Runt 20 combo. Yeah, to me, the Runt 20, I have the Runt 20. It's behind me, you probably see it right now. I don't know if it's in frame. Let me look uh yeah right there um i have it um i like it i do not like it as much as the dirty shirley and as much as the uh the uh the uh, pt however um it's got more features right it's a feature set thing it has a clean channel has a dirty channel it has di functions i mean it's a you know the the run is a slightly less expensive more feature jam product um and it doesn't sound bad in to my opinion i think it sounds really good i just think they sound slightly better and if you were playing the dirty shirley and you switched to the run uh then you probably wouldn't you know enjoy it as much either um but again you lose features for that sound and that sound has to do with that hand wiredness you know they're hand wiring they're using better components i mean it's not just because they're hand soldering stuff i mean but it's that is a factor in the fact that they've upgraded all the components so um bobby bretta says it doesn't matter where it's made as long as it kicks ass however some places have a better reputation than others i i agree you know 
uh, I think that's very clear. I think we have a clear message on this channel, which is, you know, there's no, there's no price point that gets you safe. Um, you know, that's just how it works. There's no like, hey, if you buy here, it's good quality. If you buy this amount of money, it's good quality. It's more likely it'll be good quality, but we know, you know, and that's why we learn all this stuff. I and mean, that's why we talk to each other and try to figure this stuff out. Because um, I've been just as happy with stuff that costs 100 bucks as I have with 1000 versus and on up. So... So, okay. So here's the question. It says, Phil, there are tone degradation uh, issues when using pedals in the effects loop of a tube amp using longer cables. Uh, I mean, really, we're arguing small amounts. And, and, and yeah, lo and period, using longer cables. The magic number that's believed, I'm just telling you what people who I trust know stuff tell me, uh, cables at about, everyone says 20 feet, but it's really like 19 feet. When a guitar cable hits 19 feet, um, even a good cable, you tend to lose a little of the high end, right? And that's why some of the high expensive cables try to sell you on this, you know, this idea that they can keep this, uh, signals, they can get you all your, uh, all your frequencies back. Um, I don't argue any of that. I can tell you this. I do notice a difference when you go to 25 foot cables, you can hear a little bit of the highs get chipped off a little bit. Um, could I hear it like plugging it in and go, Hey, where are my highs? No. But if I AB them, could I hear it a little bit of difference? I can. And my argument is always, if I have to AB it to hear the difference, maybe the difference doesn't matter. And, and, and again, that's what I think is very important to always reiterate. I like explaining the differences. I like learning the differences and I like talking about the differences, but I also don't pay just because something's different. If something's 1% better, I'm not going to pay for that. I don't even care. You know, I, I just like to know that it's 1% better. So that if somebody asked me why I chose this, I don't think there's anything wrong with saying, this is the price I was comfortable paying. It gave me the quality I was looking to get. I think that's a very logical way. I think most of us set our budgets and our, our, uh, and our, and our, and our wants, you know, kind of like a normal way. Uh, you know, you're looking for the best that you can for the price you feel comfortable spending. I'm the same way. You know, and the argument is always as simple as this. I have a bunch of guitars. I could sell them all and just get a couple really expensive guitars. Even though it's probably the same amount of money wrapped up, I don't feel comfortable having a bunch of more really expensive guitars. It just doesn't, you know, it doesn't make me, it doesn't make me feel happier. It makes me feel my anxiety. Um, so there you go. Let's see. Um, next question is, Chris says, Chris Strobel says, clear out your earwax before using longer cables and you'll get your highs back. I'm not going to argue that probably could work. Right? Sure. Why not? Um, okay. Um, Is 19 foot limit the reason that a lot of cables are sold 18 feet? Yes. Good. Good, Ray. Good uh, Good point. That's exactly right. That uh, the, the Companies do tests. They do these tests. They, 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 they check and they go, this is where we notice a difference. And so they cut the cables that way. That's why, yeah. So like uh, you'll see it weird stuff like 18.6 and stuff, cables. Yeah, you'll see weird lengths. That's the logic is that they feel that they've, 
they've cut the cable short of when there's a degrade degradation in the high frequencies. But again, we're talking about the high frequencies. Um, you know, and um, I like this this story. I say it a lot. Imagine a, a, an Olympic swimming pool, and there's three three lanes, and the three lanes are the the lows, the middle, and the highs. And I want you to picture the highs being really skinny guy, and he's just really, really like just really, you know, small. And then the 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 lows are this muscular, you know, uh, just great swimming guy, and the and the, the mids are the middle. And when they're swimming somewhere because the pool is so long, the highs get a little tired and they can't make it to the end. That's kind of how I think about it. The distance, right? Just highs just aren't strong enough to kind of make the distance. So there you go. Um, uh, hi, Phil. Steve says, Hey, hi, Phil. What do you think of the PRS uh, SE soap bar? Um, I like the guitar, uh, the, the, uh, the, the soap bar pickups were okay. I, you know, they're, uh, they're G and they're G and B. They're, they're okay. Pickups, nothing like amazing, but they were fine. Okay. What else do we got? And then, and it's three 30. So we'll probably hit up the, um, the pedal soon. And I think we're down to the, what do we decide? The Paisley and the, are the, the angry Charlie, right? I think that's where we're going to end up going. Tone seeker says great name, by the way, tone seeker says Celestian vintage 30 or cream back M 65 speaker. Good question. Um, you know, I'm a vintage 30 person in the idea that I don't think they're better. I just put them in most of my cabinets because I think speakers have a huge effect on tone. They can make things a lot better, a lot worse, and they'll definitely change things. And so for me, speak, I like the amps and I know I can change an amp sound with a speaker. So what I tend to do is try to use the speaker I'm very familiar with. Uh, I, I've had years and years and years of hearing the vintage 30. You know what I mean? Just a speaker I'm so familiar with. After a while, that's kind of a nice, like, um, like a, a nice kind of barometer, like a, just a point where I can go, okay, this is what I know the speaker is going to sound like. And then when I hear the amp, I know how much of it is the amp and how much of it is that speaker. Does that make sense? Like, again, like kind of like know your gear. I rather, I like the speaker vintage 30 because I know it so well, not because I think it's so great. I just kind of know how the highs work on it. Know this. So when I hear an amp and, at the, and I'm hearing a certain issue, I can kind of tell what is the amp and what is the speaker because I'm familiar with the speaker. So in fact, I get so freaky about this, I tend to keep my vintage 30s. So um, if you see me switch cabinets, sometimes I'll take the vintage 30s from the cabinets, you know, and, and it's like I've owned three cat speaker cabinets, but I've, it's like each time I've kept the same speaker just because I, I like how it's broken in it. I'm just familiar with it. I like it. So um, how often do you rearrange your gear behind you? Seems different every time I watch. It pretty much is. It's because I have two rooms. So this is my office. I'm sitting at my desk right now. This is where I sit and work. Uh, and when I'm doing videos and stuff uh, or doing just anything, I tend to bring stuff into the room and out of the room, uh, mess around with stuff, uh, different ideas. The Parker's in today because I was, I was working on an idea uh, for um, a video. And I thought the Parker would be a good, good guitar to have for that video. So I brought it in. Uh, plus, sometimes I pull guitars out and go, okay, it's been a while since I played them. Maybe it's time to play that guitar. Um, I put guitars away sometime because I, I, I try to go a month or two or three or whatever. And after so much time, if I don't feel the need to pull the guitar back out, then I sell the guitar off. 
it's part of the deal with collecting guitars. You, you want to collect, but you also just don't want stuff for having stuff. If you don't enjoy it and use it, it needs to go. You can use the money for something else. Uh, Joyce wants to know what guitar cables do I like best? I like cables that um, companies, I like cables that have companies that stand behind their warranties. Um, I like Fender's warranty for cables. I like Diodario's or Diodario's warranty for cables. I use them a lot. Um, I've been using Pig Hog cables a lot, if you see the colored ones. But I'll be honest with you, I, I, I can't tell you anything about those cables. The reason I use Pig Hog cables is because I want to do the videos. I, I sometimes make a rat's nest of cables, you know, plugging stuff in, change the camera, right? You can't see the floor, but the floor is a disaster because, you know, you, you got to keep the momentum going, what you're doing. And, and having different color cables sometimes makes things easier. You know, the green one goes in the pedal, the blue one comes out of the pedals, you know. So I use that. Um, but my experience with cables is everyone's going to have uh, different preferences. Some people like Megami. Some people like, you know, Monster. I like any cable that I know I can trust the brand's going to warranty it. Because uh, cables, it's not so much about good tone versus bad tone for me. I mean, cheap cables sound bad. It's about where they crackle, you know, when they break, that's where I've been aggravated with cables. It's, it's everybody always talking about cables. Like they just stop working. That happens. But most of the time they actually start making noise and crackle and the solder joints crack and all this horrible stuff happens. And when that happens, I don't want to mess with that. I want to get a new cable. That's the beautiful thing about lifetime guarantee. The difference between a guarantee and a warranty, most cables are guaranteed for life, not warranted for life. A warranty is if these things happen, then you get a new cable. In other words, there's specifications, right? A guarantee is like unconditional. So, um, and I've said this for years. If it, I'll, I'll use Diodario. If you have a Diodario cable and your dog chews it in half, they'll replace it. I mean, they seem to not care. It's guaranteed for life. So there you go. So I like companies that stand behind their cables, and those are the ones I've had experiences with. If you guys had great experiences with cables too, put them in the comments down below too. And, and if you had bad experiences, let us know who's been unwilling to help you with your cables. Somebody's saying, well, what cables have we rocked for? Yeah, see, I find a name, a name on the cable. What I don't like, when I'm not a fan of, is um, when some companies stick their name on a cable, <laughs> right? And it's somebody else's cable. And then you try to get warranty on it, and then they tell you to go talk to this third party, you know. Da Dario. Yeah, da Dario. Okay. And Lawrence, yeah, I know Lawrence is a big Megami fan. So, so you know, Lawrence does something interesting. He, I believe, I'm doing it off memory, he told me he bought his Megamis used. He, like, picked them up used somewhere. So, I thought that was a good idea. Now, see, Cole Bullman says, all cable warranties void if you gig, though. Now, Cole, I will tell you this. I have personally done a 1,000, and I'm rounding down, uh, warranty exchanges for cables. And what I can tell you is, in my experiences with the cable companies I just mentioned, which is Fender and Diodario, it's a no-questions-asked policy. Um, I even warrant, and so, you know, the dog chewing in half thing, that's not a theory. That happened. Somebody's dog chewed a cable in half. Um, and this is actually a true story. That was Diodario. And I called them and they said, okay. And they said, well, what's the longest piece of the cable? And I said, I don't know. It was a 10 foot cable. It looks like one's five, one's six. And they go, okay, we'll give them a six foot cable. And they laughed. They go, no, we're going to send the 10 foot cable. Um, so, uh, so, you know, I, I, they never ask. In fact, um, 
uh, I, I, and here's a little, little trick about cables too. In most cases, you don't need to go to the real t uh, retailer. If you have a bad cable with those companies, you'll contact the customer service. And if they tell you to send the cable back and they'll send you a new one, nowadays what you can ask for is say, hey, if I take a picture of it, if I cut it in half, if I show that I've destroyed the cable, if I cut it in half, take a picture of it and I text it to you or email it to you, will you just take that? And a lot of times they'll just take that and they'll send you a new cable. So there you go. So let me know. Let me know. Yes. <laughs> Sir Monte Carlo says, is the dog okay? Yeah, I don't think he ate the cable. I just think he chewed through it. So, um, hey, you know what? Better that than a power cable. <laughs> so there you go. So hopefully, uh, you know, he learned his lesson. Uh, Cowtown Customs says, Megami and Fender go right back to GC and no questions asked. Walk out with new cable. Yeah, that's how cable should work. It, literally, you have to understand. So I'm going to tell you the tricks right now. Ready? Here are the tricks with cables. First thing you have to understand. Cables are guaranteed for life. Look on the packaging. It needs to say guaranteed for life. Guarantee is the word that you're looking for, not warranty. Warranty means, like I said, specifications. There's, you know, like as long as it's this, it's covered. Guarantee means there is no specifications. It's just covered. The other thing is most places say, oh, we got to keep the receipt. Well, that's not really true. If it's guaranteed for life, there you don't need a point. A receipt is about a start point. Like if you got a five-year warranty, the receipt shows that it was started today. And so five years from today, as long as it's within that five years, lifetime is lifetime. You don't need a start point. So what you need is uh, packaging. So most companies, cable companies, will tell you that they want the, the barcode, the packaging. What I tell everybody is take your phone and take a picture of the barcode and keep it in your pictures on your phone. And if you have a problem with the cable, that is what you're going to use. But here's the trick in case you lose the picture or didn't take a picture of it. Let's use a good example. Let's say you buy Brand X cable at your, at your local guitar center and uh, a year goes by and it goes bad and you don't have the receipt or the cable. Well, first reason why I tell everybody to use brand name cables is because most branding cables put their name on the cable itself. So that's enough. Okay, right there. If its name is on the cable, there's no question about what it is. It's branded on the actual cable. But if that's not the case, what you could do is go to the store that you, there you bought it or any store and, and get take a picture of the barcode of any one of the cables that is your cable. Those bar those SKU codes are the same on every cable. Uh, so if you've got a 10 foot um, Fender cable, every 10 foot cable uh, Fender cable will have that same uh, product code. So that's all they need. They don't need it. They're not individually serial numbered. They're just barcoded. So there you go. That's how you get a new cable. And, and you just take your old cable in and get it. And, and like Cowtown said, everybody else said, and, and, and so, you know, like to go back to that person who, who mentioned that if you gig with it, you don't get it covered. I get that there's idiot idiot employees out there. I don't want to be mean, but it's true. Um, my wife and I call employees that make bad decisions first dayers. You know, it's their first day on the job. And sometimes every day is their first day. Like they've been there 20 years, but for some reason every day, it's like the first day they've been there. Um, so we call them first dayers. So it's try not to be mean to them. Um, if uh, a first day, or in other words, if you get an answer about a cable like that, that somebody tells you that, my guess is it's a confused employee. And that's so, but the truth is those companies stand by those cables. The cable business is the only, is one of the few businesses that are still have great markup. 
Stores make money on cables. Cable companies make money on cables. Cables where it at. It's still the old day. You know, it's the old, um, you know, sure microphones, there's no money in an SM57. You know, any, any small dealers watching this live show will, will attest to the fact that you, you can literally as a dealer buy sure microphones, uh, SM57s and SM58s for like $89 is like the dealer cost. If you buy it from a, a middle, middle, uh, you know, a, a wholesaler, but you make the money off selling the cable. So cables still have good money. So cables have warranties. That's why I tell everybody, please get good cables and keep the, the paperwork because you should only have to buy one cable. So um, next. All right. Yep. Yeah. See, somebody saying all the staples, cables, strings, straps, pedals, pigs. Yep. Um. Another one says, what happened to the McKnight store? I used to take lessons there. Oh, well, cool. I'm glad you took lessons there. Um, yeah, I I, I do. Uh, I want to say this, but I actually do a couple things now. I, I stopped going and working there for a while. And then the, basically the partnership didn't want to do it either. That's just what, how it worked out. I'm just too busy. So. Okay. Simon's got a weird question. I'm going to try to answer it. It says, hi, Phil, when you're fret leveling, do you take off more from the 12th fret? No, I don't. So, uh, I, I did a series of repair videos. We talked about it on this live show. And then the reason they didn't come out was I, there's a couple videos I didn't do because if you guys saw the new videos, like with the sharpen my ax, I knew I was getting new equipment, but the new equipment wasn't about new, new equipment. I have to learn to use it. So I'm learning to use it. I think yesterday's video of sharp my axe was one of the first videos where i was like okay i got the new equipment i understand how to use it i'm not making any of the mistakes i was making the other so i decided because uh, the uh, on the repair videos i want to use multi-camera angles like on the sharp my axe you're just getting one view of me and that's not going to help you you need to see my hands and so i'm going to have multiple view camera angles on this so i decided to redo it so that's my big project for 2018. so Quentin says, why is wireless not called cableless? I don't know, but it's still kind of funny. So. Uh, Kevin wants to know if I tried the Seymour Duncan, Jimmy Hendrix sequels. I did not. And Ed says, can you do a show on sanding a sticky neck? Uh, that might get addressed in one of the sharpen my axe, uh, videos. Paul, just Paul says, Phil, do you think Epiphone is strong enough to a brand to stand alone if Gibson falls? Uh, no, yes and no. Yes, yes, they are, but no, I don't think they'll ever have to. I don't think that's how it will work. So, you know, let's, 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 let's play that game. Let's play Paul. Let's play your, the, the scenario out. Here's a theory. If Gibson is to fall and, and go under and a new company buys them, like let's say, because you're saying Epiphone stands, they'll probably rebrand all the Epiphone as Gibson, right? That's the cash out. Start making Chinese made Gibsons for $1,200. You know, th they're, they're, it's not a theory. It's true. Um, Fender has made guitars 
in the past uh, that were made in China in the same factories as the Squires. And, the, and this is recent years. They currently have it. In fact, there's a current uh, Fender model now that's made in China. It's like a Tele. And it's made in China, and it's basically a Squire, but it has a Fender logo. It's $500. It's $499. So they get more money for the same guitar, even though it's just basically a Squire because it's branded with Fender. I bet you Epiphone would pull the same thing. You could take those Epiphone Les Pauls that are $499, brand them Gibson, and get $899 for them. Think about that. That's all profit. That's all, you know. So, yeah, I would imagine if that's the scenario, I would I would imagine it plays out something like that. And um, it doesn't take long. Uh, it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't take long for people to forget. You know, right now you're like, I wouldn't pay a thousand dollars for a you know for a Chinese made Gibson. You wouldn't, but in five years somebody would because that's how it works, right? Over time. You know, you, you know what you know, you know what I mean? And people won't know that there was a different Gibson than there was. So there you go. Okay. And I'm just reading all the questions. Sorry, guys, you guys, guys got a lot of stuff. There's 718 of us hanging out. Um, I hope everybody's ready for the holiday weekend. I got a new guitar and I'm not going to tell you what it is because I have a video. It comes out uh, Christmas day to show you what I bought myself for Christmas and you'll never predict it. I can just tell you it's used. That's it. So that's what I decided to buy myself. Uh yeah. Oh yeah. Beatmaster says, remember when people laughed at Samsung TVs? Same thing. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, exactly. When I was a kid, uh, RCAs and Zenith TVs were made in the USA. And that's what we had. Uh, Adam wants to know, what's your thoughts on Amplitude, especially for college students? Also, uh, also get the MXR2 Torino. Uh, I have that pedal. In fact, I'm pissed off about it because I paid $119 for it. And I think they're on blowout on Sweetwater for like 50 bucks or 60 bucks. Um, it's a cool pedal. It's like an Eric Johnson-y kind of thing. It's over on my rack over there on the side. Um, but yeah, I paid 119 when it first came out. So don't really enjoy that I paid the full price, the super price, whatever that is. So, okay. So where are we at? We are at 346. And... Uh, Question is, hey, Phil, this is DSNAP. Can you level frets on a compound raised fretboard? Absolutely. Yeah, that's not a problem at all. It's it's not even that much trickier to do, so you know. Okay. And... All right, so since it's 350 or 345, let's buy a pedal. So... We were thinking what? I think we were decided the the Angry Charlie or the Paisley. So let's put in some votes. I'm going to pull it up right now. We'll take a little side break on this. And we're not buying the Miku. <laughs> Just kidding. I guess if you guys want the Miku. All right, here we are. Uh, so I think those are the two pedals, right? Angry Charlie, Angry Charlie, Paisley. Angry Charlie, Paisley. Still... A Paisley, Paisley, Angry Charlie, Angry Charlie, Angry Charlie, Angry Charlie, Paisley Deluxe, 
angry paisley 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 man this is like 50 50 paisley paisley uh okay so let's take a look we're gonna go here to effects panels um hold on scrolling down i'm still keeping an eye on what you guys are a lot of paisleys um we're gonna say overdrives right and we're gonna say jhs i'm just looking and then we'll pull up the wampler as well okay uh so we got the andy timmons oh there's the andy timmons too so there's the angry charler v3 drive right here but then there's the andy timmons Ooh, very timmonsy <laughs> so we got paisley 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 angry charlie paisley wow it's a it's a paisley charlie paisley angry charlie Timmons. Ah, Timmons. Somebody part of Timmons. What do you guys think of Timmons? Timmons? What? Andy Timmons? Yeah. Smooth Timmons. Get the Timmons. Paisley. That's kind of funny, right? It's Brad Paisley against Andy Timmons. That's what we'll do. All right. Brad Paisley or Andy Timmons? Whose tone would should we get and try? Okay. We got Timmons. Timmons. Paisley. Timmons. Timmons, Timmons, Paisley. Oh, man, it changed once the Timmons got put in there. Timmons. I think it's Timmons, guys, right? Timmons. Timmons, Paisley, Paisley. Timmons, Timmons, Timmons. Ah, I'm going to go Timmons. Okay, watch it not be in stock. Ah, add to cart. And uh, you cart. I don't know. And then, hey, there's my happy rep. <laughs> and then, am I signed in? Okay, let me sign in real quick. Hold on a second. So, all right, let me sign in. Give me a second. I thought it was signed in. The, uh, um, yeah. I hate remembering all your passwords and all your junk. Okay, we're in. And save that. Go to cart. Oh, come on. All right, give me one second. Hey, look, we get free shipping. Save and continue. Processing. Place the order, maybe. So it's 20 bucks more. So here's what we got, everybody, so you all know. And select the screen. Ta-da! We did the Timmons. So thank you for your order. Does it let me see my order? No, it just says what happens next. They're going to give me a summary order. So we did the Timmons. So that was cool, right? That was good. I like that. Do you guys like that? So um, I'm a huge Andy Timmons fan. So, so you know, the Paisley is is good too. So, so there we go. Hope that was fun. You'll love the Timmons. Yeah, I hope so. Well, we're gonna try, right? We'll we'll try it and we'll we'll uh uh somebody says give me give me a seven a seven string Ibanez while you're at it. I got mine right behind me, my black one. Um the uh somebody said Taylor Swift. They should make a Taylor Swift drive. <laughs> yeah. Let's see how um actually you know what? They should make a um what is it, a uh 
like a tremolo or something called the shake it off or something. So. Okay. Uh, okay. The other thing that's worth mentioning before we answer another question is, oh, you know what else I can do? Can you guys, well, I'm going to show you this real quick. Just so you guys know about this, this will help me out. Oh, if I click the right thing. Here we go. And let me show you guys what I'm looking at so you guys can see again. All right. So you guys, some of you guys know, some of you don't. There's a Know Your Gear website now. The important part about this is two things. One, starting, uh, well, kind of now, but not really. There's an event calendar. So it'll tell you like, hey, there's a Sharpen My Axe video. It was yesterday and today is the Know Your Gear Live at 3 o'clock. So it tells you... And the next one, December 28th, there'll be a sharp in my axe. So this is a calendar. This calendar, though, is in real time. So if I make adjustments, it'll change. So just so you know. Um, and I thought that was a cool feature. So that a lot of you guys asked about how do I find out when the live shows are happening and what's going on. Uh, so yep. So website. So it's knowyourgear.net. And that's what it's for. It's uh, it's The website is just to keep us as a central of community so you know the other thing that's important to know about the website is there's a kyg crew uh thing and it's all the pictures that you guys send me will all go there so the reason i'm telling you guys this is i know a lot of you guys that watch the live show and, and watch these live shows afterwards uh sent pictures if you do not find yourself in these pictures please let me know so i can make sure you're added to the to the pictures this is going to help me organize this so that we uh uh, somebody said, obviously Phil didn't want the Paisley. Actually, so you know, the Paisley has been the pedal I've been talking about getting since I came back from Nashville. So, uh, there you go. Uh, Lance Phillip did a super chat. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Is there a question? Nope. Just want to, just want to help me out. I appreciate that. So, uh, yeah. So like I said, so pictures, please make sure if you have a picture that it's there listed, it's important to me. Um, so, uh, yeah, you can buy shirts on the website. It's unfortunately, it's the same way as before. It still does a thing, but yeah, there's a link, uh, right. you go on the front page. Uh, my contact information is there, uh, including, uh, you know, my address uh, to, to where I, my business address. So if you want to ship stuff there, I don't know why you'd want to do that, but there you go. Um, and uh, channel updates and, oh, also um, the downloads. There's something. So if you guys want any of the downloads, like how to download my uh, sheets and stuff, you know, that that's another thing. There's also going to be something new on the downloads coming. That's cool. So I'm going to give you guys more stuff about the... Um, uh, some more information stuff. This whole, this is basically, this website is just so we can share information. That's basically what it's about. So um, the other thing is worth mentioning is, um, and I'm going to tell you guys just because you guys are the cool group of people that's hanging out with me uh, before the holiday. So the Sharpen My Axe videos, you guys seem to really like. You like the contest. I really like doing it. It's a lot of work, but I enjoy all of it. Um, so, um, so you guys asked, uh, a, a ton of you have asked, can we do this besides the the contest? And the answer is yes. Um, we're going to keep doing it. Um, it's not going to be a contest anymore. We will do one a month. So I'd like to do one Sharper Max video every month. Uh, and and if I could do more, we'll do more, right? Um, and uh, so it's and we have something kind of exciting. Um, believe it or not, some. Uh, let's just say way more famous than me YouTubers reached out to me and asked me if I would be interested in sharpening their guitars, so to speak. So um, you're going to see that happening. So stuff like that. So 
So there'll be more more coming. I'll release information as 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 I have it, and I'll update you guys here, of course. But now we have the website to go to get information there as well. Uh, Lance Phillips said, "Hey, bought a crate Palomino eight tube amp with a selection speaker in mint condition for ninety nine dollars. Was that a good deal? Yes. What do you think of the amp? I like the Palominos. Uh, they were some of my favorite amps. They were right at the end of, of crate's life. They were doing those Palominos for a hundred bucks to get a tube amp." You can't buy, like I said before, you can't buy tubes for a hundred bucks anymore, really. So, so yes, good deal, Lance. Yeah, and I like the amp. It's a great pedal platform. Uh, so there you go. Uh, and, oh, okay, so Cowtown Custom says, what time zone on the schedule? Yeah, I'm using my time zone on the schedule um, because it's Google Calendar and I don't know how to, well, I don't want to say no. I haven't looked to see how I can adapt any other way, but it's on my Arizona time. And again, I always apologize that I have the wacky time. My one, this state is one of the few that just doesn't, we don't do daylight savings. So throws off, but I, I promise we'll keep it. We'll keep it as easy and less is least complicated as possible. Uh, Beetle J three WS says, Hey Phil, I'm getting a Gibson Les Paul next week for Christmas. That's awesome. What should I look for? It's my first big guitar purchase upgrading from an Epiphone. Um, yeah, well, if it's new or used, doesn't matter. You want to check for the same things as, like I said, um, you know what, what's a great question is to, I'll give you the answer, but also uh, beetle you're looking at right now. You can go to the know your gear, uh, .net, uh, website and write it under downloads. See the sheet. This is every, see, this is all your inspection sheet. This is everything you should need to know when you look at a new guitar. Check the nut slots for damage to see if there's any, you know, if they're cutting correctly, check the pickup height, um, all of this stuff, and um, and 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 that'll help. And then soon I'm going to have examples of sheets of certain guitars and, and certain neck profiles and stuff. So that's a good place, but that's definitely what I recommend. Just check the, uh, check the neck to make sure there's no cracks or damage. You want to make sure where all the glue joints are. There's no, there's no issues there. So, um, so yeah, but definitely download that sheet. Um, and, and, and like I said, give me feedback on the sheets cause I'm, I'm definitely up to improve them as we go. Um, there's a saying I like that says I might be smart, but I can't be smarter than all of you. You know, there's thousands of you out there and you're definitely a lot of you are a lot smarter than me. So, uh, I like, uh, feedback for sure. Uh, let's do what we got a few minutes. Let's do, let's do two more questions real quick. Hey, Phil. Okay. Uh, so the question was, Phil, do you know something about the wood tone? bridge i don't i bought one to i i bought one for my prsse great upgrade wood tone w w d wood tone what so uh so i'll put it in the index and i'll look it up and i'll try to get information on it okay and Okay, Cole Bowman's got a question. Hey, Phil, remember the last question in the previous live stream about the Pure SS2 single cut? How does yours play? Well, interesting, Cole. I have two Pure SS2 single cuts. Uh, one is over. Well, they're both out of camera view. Um, I have a, a oh, you know what? You guys can't even see me. Sorry about that. Is that better? Okay. Uh, so I have two S2 single cuts, semi-hollows, minor semi-hollows. I have a blue one and I have a black one. And they're almost identical, but the blue one plays a little nicer. <laughs> I mean, no, I'm sorry. The black one plays a little nicer. So it is funny to me, uh, you know, that what they were, you know, last week's question was, 
you know, two guitars that are same, but slightly different. Yeah. So, uh, but my black one plays amazing and my bl blue one plays really good. I would be happy with the blue one if I didn't have the black one. Does that make sense? <laughs> like, you know, it's the reference of the black one. And if you're asking what's different, the, the black one strings bend a little easier. It's a little easier to push down, just a little easier to play. Just makes sense. So, and then I know I said two, but I like, uh, this is such an easy question. Let's do it. Uh, Steve, one, two, two, four, four, four says, hey, Phil, what's your string preference? Uh, generally, I like nine to 42s, although sometimes I play nine to 46 and very rarely, but I do play 10 to 46 on some guitars. Um, it's uh, my saying is the guitar picture strings, not not the player. So, so, you know, you might play guitar and if you're a nine to 46 person, but the it's just too loose, maybe go to 10s. That one guitar maybe likes 10s. Um, brand choices, I tend to stick with Diodario, um, but uh, Diodario, that makes anybody happier. Um, uh, but that's just because I like them as a company and, and I just kind of do that. But I do use Ernie Ball as well. They're stiffer. Um, I kind of like both for different reasons, but I prefer the Dario. So there you go. Okay. And then the last one is Gunner Bay Anderson. As a 13-year-old beginner, what pedals and guitars should I buy? I have an Epiphone Les Paul Special. I actually like the guitar. Um, it's, it's, I like this bolt-on. It plays fast. My inspiration is Van Halen, Jimi Hendrix, and the Eagles. You know, uh, Gunner, you're 13. Here's what, you know what? Enjoy the world that you now live in, which is you can get modeling technology. I wouldn't get, if you want to get into pedals, I understand that. So here's what you do. If you, if you, if you don't want to do a modeling amp, in other words, get yourself a nice like you know Katana or a Fender Mustang or a PV. Just get a good modeling amp that has everything. If you want to go into pedals, just buy used pedals and do exactly what you know to do, which is go on YouTube, watch a couple of videos of some, some pedals you think are interesting. And also, uh, you know what? Uh, keep this in mind. There is a copy of every great pedal out there. So if you think uh, like, hey, I really want to try a Tube Screamer. A Tube Screamer is a great pedal to try. You don't have to actually buy the Ibanez 2 Screamer. There's a ton of uh, pedals by a ton of companies like JoYo and more. You know, um, I have a JoYo Tube Screamer that was $20, $29. Um, so it's great. Um, I like my Tube Screamer better, but it's $100 versus $30. So don't be afraid to try uh, the knockoff pedals. Don't be afraid to try used pedals. But used pedals are great because um, when you're done, you can sell them and you can get what you paid for them back. So... So there you go. All right, guys. I appreciate you hanging out with me today. Uh, it was really great. Um, I want to thank all of the sponsors of the channel on, on the Patreon site. I really appreciate everything you've done. Um, and, uh, and I really appreciate you guys helping out. And uh, I can't wait for our, our monthly hangout that's coming up. And uh, I want to thank everybody for hanging out with me today. I hope you guys had fun. It was a little longer day today because I thought, you know, hey, with the holiday weekend, gives us something to do and talk about. Uh, I can't wait to get the new pedal uh, and try the Andy Timmons out. We'll give that a try. And uh, believe it or not, the cool thing is my Christmas gift to myself, the guitar I got, I haven't opened yet. I literally will open it and do the video so uh, you guys will see what I got. And I don't know. It's a used guitar. I don't know, you know, if it's going to be that great or not. I hope it is. I'm, and I'll explain in the video why I picked it. So um, so there you go. Got it. All right, guys, Merry Christmas back to all you guys. Thank you so much. Um, I'd say happy new year, but we'll talk before next, uh, happy new year. We'll, we'll do next week's, uh, live show and, um, and 
Oh, okay. And like I said, uh, Jonathan's saying he loves the Sharp My Axe. Thanks, you guys. That's really, it really means a lot to me on the Sharp My Axe thing. Um, like I said, I really enjoy it. It is a lot of work. Uh, the guitar I did that I said was four hours, it was four hours of work time on the guitar, but it was another four to six hours of video editing time and stuff. So, you know, that was like nine to 10 hours to make that video. And I hope you guys enjoyed it. I sure enjoyed it. So, uh, so, uh, you know, Shaman Blues, real quick, you're saying Diamond. I saw Diamond has a guitar set. It says a sale. Diamond Guitars having a sale. It says you can get a Diamond new for less than $1,000. Oh, yeah, it's a good. Yeah, I saw they're having a big sale. I just didn't get a chance to hit their website. So, but on that note, guys, everybody, Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Thank you again. And uh, we'll talk next time. Until then, know your gear.